What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Nafta 30 podcast? This is Anthony LFA recording live and direct from the Billy Shares podcast studio in lovely Milton, Ontario. This is episode two of Rugby for Dummies. Who is Jason Chuck? DJ Jason Chuck comes in and breaks down who he is and what he's all about. This is a little bit more of a relaxed conversation that we had in episode one. Just discovering the, I guess, the history of Jason Chuck with the game of rugby. Of course, we are supposed to get more into what he does now and all those other things, but we had too much fun talking about what exactly Mr. Jason Chuck's all about. I want to thank Jason for his time. We'll be recording episodes three and four probably next week. Have them out right before or right after the holidays. And from that point on, the Rugby Series will continue. It's great news. The Toronto Wolfpack will be starting their preseason games out in England, and I'm excited to hear about it. I'm excited to learn about it. So we'll have that. We'll have those kinds of updates along with uh, other things about the series. That being said, I want to thank everybody who has supported us with our brand new venture. Our toques are been have been on fire, man. I thought nobody was going to buy this hipster toque. That's the only two people want to buy, except for Todd Payne, a.k.a. Crop Top. He bought the old school toque. I got a mountain of those. And I've got no beanies uh, left, the hipster beanies left. So um, those people who had ordered them, they will be coming very shortly. The good people at 2020 are working around the clock to get it done for me. And everybody else, um, we had an order out from, uh, where was it? One from um, San Diego, California. We had one from Chicago, Illinois. One from, um, shit, uh, I can't remember, just outside of, just outside the GTA. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Thank you so much for everybody who's made orders for the United After 30. Toke, the beanie, and the goddamn hipster, yeah, goddamn hipsters. Anyways, I'm sorry, I rambled way too long on this intro. I just miss you guys. I love chatting. We had John DeNoir, Bob Walker in the studio last night. We drank some delicious beer that Aaron Chalupa left for us from the Jasper Bruco. That episode is coming up soon. It's a funny one. Stay tuned. I love your faces. And remember, passion over paycheck. All right, round two. Let's do it again. This is the Not After 30 podcast. A podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. Cheers. Everyone, man. Every time. You know, if this was liquor, I'd be lit. You know what? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, sometimes these ones happen where they start off and very coherent. Yeah. And the end, and I am embarrassed for what I'm saying on the podcast. Yeah, see, if I was getting drunk talking about, like, rugby and stuff like that, I'd be talking a lot of sh- <laughs> about a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I'm wouldn't be the worst thing, you know, talking shit sometimes. No, it's just challenging, mind. you know? You got to throw out jabs every now and then and yeah. challenges just to try to make each other better. Shot fires, you know? Yeah. That's actually a drinking rule. I tend to say that a lot when I've been drinking, like, shots fired. Like, I, I almost course people into talking shit yeah. and I'm always saying shots fired and so we've developed a drinking game mm-hmm. it um, it's a pain in the ass actually sometimes but overall I think we have a lot of fun I'm sure I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll be a part of that someday yes <laughs> alright so Jason J- ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages thank you so much for tuning into the Not After 30 podcast this is episode 2 of Rugby for Dummies I'm joined by our rugby expert aficionado Woo-hoo. yes Mr. DJ Jason Chuck Yes, sir. Did What's I get that on? right? 
Well, that is my uh, occupation, yes. That is um, one moniker, one of many, I imagine? Yeah, other than that, if I'm not on the field, breaking bones of other people. Yeah, all right, I like it. So I want to concentrate on this episode on who is Jason Chuck. Um, I want to talk about this awesome bling you're wearing. I want to talk about your career at Humber, what you're doing now when it comes to rugby, and everything else, uh, the other aspects of your life to kind of introduce you to the lovely Nana Nation. Awesome. So, brother, um, where do you want to start? When did you get introduced to rugby? Uh, rugby for me started in high school. Um, it was actually my brother that got me into it. So uh, shout out my brother one time. He's mm-hmm. getting married in February. Your brother's um, name's one time? No. <laughs> oh, just checking. No, it's his, his, uh, his name's Dale. Right. I'm his best man at his wedding. It's right on. Big experience. It's going to be dope. But uh, he actually got me involved. He's four years older than I am. Uh-huh. And um, rugby started in my high school, I think like mid-high school for him. So like grade 11 or so. So uh, we were very new to it. We were a football school. I went to Applewood in Mississauga. And um, it was one of those things where I remember him just telling me about the sport when I was coming into grade nine. And he's like, oh, like, you should try this position. And, like, he was kind of teaching me how to toss. And funny enough, the position was called hooker. Okay. Right? Not to describe anything yeah. that I was in high Your school. Your other, other job. He's, yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Only on Saturdays after <laughs> nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, like, um, he was telling me about this position, and that was kind of what I was going for. I was just like, let me just try it. And I, I worked on, like, the, the toss for the lineouts, uh, which was kind of, like, one of the major responsibilities for it. And that just... You know, turned into a thing. To be honest, like from that position and for lineouts, that just became became like my bread and butter in the course of rugby from that moment until even right now. Okay, thing, right. I know I'm kind of skipping ahead, That's but okay. just like that was kind of like the break me in. So I found that I was good at that, and then playing in high school and stuff like that was dope. Like the very first year, I was grade nine, so. We had a team that was a varsity team at the time. Mm -hmm. So us grade nines and tens didn't play, but we were at every game. So we saw the level of competition and like we actually won that year. So we went to OFSA and um, OFSA was just a shit show. (laughs) Like that was where I was like, I seen monsters of men yeah that i thought was i was like okay like i don't know if this is for me because right, like right, right. at the time i was like i came in grade grade nine five five two thirty like oompa <laughs> loompa like, yeah. it was i had to take some serious change yeah, and, yeah. like over the course of my high school Get years the but, oh definitely like i'll get into that after too but it started um it started basically in grade nine and then grade 10 like we had a junior team and then that's kind of where like you know things balanced out a little bit better and then that was that was pretty dope uh we didn't we had a pretty decent squad like we're like i said like all ex-football guys Mm -hmm. but good athletes uh grade 11 we had a varsity team again and uh that was kind of like where i found that i was getting pretty good just because being a grade 11 when we had oac at the time still like some extra lappers and taking a starting spot over like a OAC player and winning a championship that year and kind of going to OFSA and that was a little bit easier yeah. but we also had like some like freak of nature athletes on our team <laughs> that football guys that were just like CFL quality guys wow. that just kind of really took us there how does the season fall like does the football season and rugby season fall so in hand for high school it was um you would have football in the fall uh-huh. right and then basketball would be kind of in the winter and then you'd have rugby Okay. Like at the so you're an athlete already. Like you're already playing all sports. Well, I played football. I didn't really play basketball. Like I played basketball in like grade like ten. Okay. You know what I mean? But that was kind of just for the hell of it kind of thing. Right. My buddies were all playing, Keep and like I was always up. like, yeah, that's always been my like favorite sport before rugby. Yeah. It was just like always basketball, like something you play as a kid and stuff like that, and it was dope. But I found that obviously 
being the five five guy. Well, like grade ten, thank God I got another couple inches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, like obviously, like going forward, like grade eleven, twelve, OEC, seeing the guys that are coming six five, six six, <laughs> and I'm like five eight at the time, maybe. You know what I mean? And like just kind of knowing that it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna stay here and get dunked on because yeah. I'm a thicker guy, so they right. want to put me in the post. Right, right, right. So I'm just gonna get embarrassed by all these tall guys. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I actually like around like my later ends of the years, like grade twelve and stuff like that. Like I was doing like a lot of two days. Yeah. So I'd be coming in in the morning, even like like days of practice for football and stuff like that, working out, then going to practice. Basketball season, I was doing like two days while like my buddies were playing. So then by rugby season. I was like, You're I was, I was yeah. good. You know and I mean? do you think maybe some of the aggression of guys dunking on you in the paint bled <laughs> over into well, rugby? Thank, maybe. Thank, thank God that actually never happened. Where I never actually got dunked on or anything okay. like that. Or like in grade ten, there wasn't really many dunkers. There yeah. was actually this one guy that was like six twelve. I feel like, <laughs> like and like from like I don't even know who cares at this point. But it was just like it was just one of those things where rugby was just you know it was. Being able to know that you can hit anybody on the other team right. or with the ball in your hand, they have to tackle you. So it's kind of like a big man's dream. Right. You know what I mean? This is why like, I feel like a lot of bigger guys gravitate to it because it's like you have the opportunity to be – it's like if you always wanted to be a running back, mm-hmm. you have that opportunity. Right. If you always wanted to be a linebacker and make a stick as opposed to just like be the guy that's going to kind of just go into contact and like – get blocked kind of thing it's like you have that opportunity right you know what i mean so it's really dope and then you'll find that if you can kind of put it all together with like speed agility and all that stuff there's just that much more opportunity in the game okay you know what i mean for you to do that much more so that was kind of like my goal coming out of it and stuff i gotta imagine too some of the challenges too is like uh where where football um I guess one of the biggest things in football is the initial contact. Yeah. And rugby, there's more like a, a grab or a wrap or, or a grab. Mm-hmm. So the in the um, I guess the camaraderie of it is a little bit better. I think what I'm trying to say is the um, it's not in, like you're not shocked by the impact of the tackle. Mm-hmm. Where in rugby, you know, you kind of know the tackle is going to happen, and you yeah. can always try to make a. There's always like a last ditch, like hail mary, um, lateral or behind. Well, pass. the thing is too is like it's. For football, it's like as soon as the contact happens and it's like you know someone's going down, mm-hmm. you kind of finish, you feel like you're finished your hit, you feel like you're finished the play. Okay. But for rugby, it's like you can make the biggest hit of your life or get knocked out, right? Like just like get like a kill shot. Yeah. But the game's not over. The, like the play's not done. It's still going. You know what I mean? Like now if you made that big tackle, you have the opportunity to steal the ball or your teammate does. So it's right. like you have to be always kind of on the awareness side of it from an offensive and defensive side because it's like you want to look at it like if I'm on one side, if I'm on defense with my team and my buddy, I'm right beside my buddy and he kills a guy, right? right? I'm going to look at this opportunity because of him killing a guy and pushing a guy backwards that I'm going to try to run in there quick and steal the ball. Right, right, right. Right? Because now it's going to give us an offensive opportunity. i got to imagine that's also one of the reasons why like the run clock and and all that stuff is very, very important, right? Because there's never a dull moment is what what I'm trying to say. Like you'll see like a lot of like depending on how they're playing the game, like certain teams might try to slow it down and they really play really tight, mm-hmm. but that's just kind of the kill clock if they have the advantage. Okay. Or to kind of just like free up and suck in defenders so that you have a scoring opportunity outside. Okay. Let's get back to to you and and mm-hmm. so we're talking about Applewood. So you played a couple of years uh, varsity and then senior team back to varsity and then yeah. back to senior. It was actually crazy because like I felt like we didn't have like the dominant rugby school. Like we had like. I think, like, Lauren Park and Streetsville and even Mayfield, like, all, all these Peel teams I'm talking about, mm-hmm. um, they were a little bit more dominant in rugby than we were. 
But like for some reason, like my grade nine year, my grade eleven year, and my OAC year, we 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 won the championship for yeah. Beal. So it was actually a pretty big deal kind of thing. Like um, it was just kind of. It was weird, but it worked. Yeah. You know? Hey, that's all good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anytime you can win, I highly suggest yeah. doing it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But it was it was dope because like, like the guys that were like in Peel that were like the shit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't know if I'm yeah. allowed to curse. You but can fucking swear as much as you need to. Oh, fucking great. <laughs> so the guys are like the shit. Like yeah. at least for like my high school times, like the guys that were dope from like Arendelle or like I know a lot of people listening probably don't know these schools, but like a lot of the schools within the Peel region. It's like I remember at the end of the year we had this um we had like an all-star game. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of the teams were obviously for Peeler, Mississauga and Brampton. So Brampton was hosting it, which is kinda of like Mississauga Brampton borderline. And um yeah, so I remember just that all star game being so sick because getting selected for it obviously was, was a big deal for me. But then just going up against and playing with the guys that you hated right, right right and then going up against other guys that you hated you know what i mean but then at the end of it really seeing the social aspect because in high school it's like at the end of the game like yeah like you're cool your buddies but you don't know the the social side of it like yeah. that yet right but then i remember that day i was kind of surprised because i was like we're all cool yeah you know what i mean and that then like that's respect for, exactly and that's kind of where it started and then funny enough it's like i remember my team captain or not my captain my coach was this guy named Dak Heslop mm-hmm. who um he actually still plays for the club that I play for because I actually ended up playing for Brampton the next year okay so it was actually dope because I found out obviously through conversation through the all-star stuff that a couple of those kids that played in the league with me at the time were playing for that club in the summertime so that's where they kind of got a little bit more rugby they would come in from the spring season in high school then play summer rugby and then go into school for the fall and maybe play football or volleyball or whatever it is right so I found that pretty dope so then um after high school went to Humber Um, my brother was actually at Humber playing rugby yeah so it was actually pretty dope because there was a little bit of like a little bit of hype kind of yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. my brother's coming to the school yeah, and yeah, like yeah. my brother was like this shit like my brother in high school was probably like that guy like he was like the he played four sports a year thing right. he was like a superstar of like athlete of the year yeah like, well he didn't win it surprisingly wow. because of marks you know oh, those ones like oh, yeah, his yeah. marks weren't even that bad I don't think like right. he, he he passed you know what I mean but like those obviously guys were like honor roll guys that might have played two sports that got shined over him although he was like captain of the baseball team one of the fastest guys for track like was like one of our main scorers for rugby was a wide receiver or something for football like just did it all kind yeah, of thing yeah, played yeah. basketball too like played five sports and didn't win shit Jeez, your brother might have peaked in high school though I think he did yeah he, he didn't go pro <laughs> anything did he no no alright then he may have peaked in high school well I, that's the thing too it's like when so when going over to Humber now it's like everyone's kind of like holy shit like Dale's brother's yeah. coming like if he's anything like Dale this is gonna be sick and yeah, then yeah. I came in as like a forward because he's a back okay right so he's about and, my and, height too okay well, I was just gonna ask yeah. the stature yeah. he, He's, he's my height, maybe an inch shorter than me, but uh, he's, like, one of those guys that's, like, maybe 5'10", 185. But, like, speedster. Speedster. Yeah, okay. You know, right? really agile stuff with that. But then I came in, I think I was, like, maybe 5'11", 230. Yeah. So they're just, like, this guy's big, right? But at the same time, it's, like, I was more of a role player. Yeah. I wasn't, like, kind of, like, the scoring type or the finesse player. I just kind of came in, and I was, like... I just do my job. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's funny enough, I met the captain 
like that summer before going to the school. Okay. Who's actually one of my closest friends right now, like true oh, to like cool. family. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like me and him have been like riding together for yeah, yeah. years now. But he scared the shit out of me. <laughs> because I remember it was like my brother's birthday or something like that where um I was nineteen in my fifth year, obviously for high school, so this is like the transition to to Humber. And I remember going out and this guy got drunk and we're all drinking and this guy's just like he's like, So you're coming to Humber, eh? He's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> He's like, you're going to have the worst year ever. Yeah, like, just yeah. talking all this shit. And I'm starting like, the hazing now. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like, shit, this is going to be rough. You know what I mean? But um, it was dope. So I just came in. I just kind of did my job. Did what I had to do. I got a starting spot. Nice. Which was dope. Um, you know what I mean? I actually won Rookie of the Year that year. Oh, wicked. And I was just trying to be the guy that was very, like, you know, not going to say much. Sorry. sound like you like, just wanted to be a team player. Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. that was the role. It was kind of like over the course of the years, it's like things changed gradually right so it was like first year was like rookie of the year but really kind of quiet second year was like i think i won ocwa all-star the second year like so you get like two of those per team kind of thing okay. but i was kind of just literally another role player but like i had a little bit more of a offensive responsibility now because okay. i would kind of maybe carry the ball a little bit more i'm still playing the same position i was playing in high school hooker yeah and then i had like that's when i uh, actually actually after after my first year is when i first played for Brampton for mm-hmm. the season for club rugby so like they have like three teams like their first team yeah. which played in the Marshall at the time which is like the premier tee like league for Ontario okay and then they have a seconds team and a thirds team so I came in first year obviously still fresh to rugby in a sense playing thirds and then after my first game they're like okay this guy can play a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. and same thing with my brother because he actually played his first year at the same time I did and we both played seconds Okay. So it was pretty dope. That was kind of like how it was for the first year and stuff, right? So then, um, yeah, so my third year, I guess I really had a, like a great off season of just training hard and obviously sticking to the game where I I don't know what happened to my speed and how the hell I got fast and yeah. agile and stuff, but I actually moved positions. So I went from a hooker, which is like be a stocky guy, just have your responsibilities in the scrum and yeah. the lineouts, to being a 13 which is actually like one of your like your strike runner playmakers in the backs. Okay. So I don't even know how that worked out, but it did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, we lost that year. That was the one year we didn't win the championship. In so the maybe final. Okay, maybe that was maybe that was my fault. <laughs> it was your fault. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I wasn't actually playing thirteen when it came to the finals. Like we had some some rough lumps in the forwards, so I had to go back to the forwards at the time. But like that was that was like kind of my. Once I played 13 and I kind of got the exposure to being a back and moving like a back and kind of playing that position, that's when things kind of kicked in for me that I was like, you know what? I want to focus a little bit more on being a more agile player. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? So that's when like I was doing two-a-days and incorporating cardio more, ladders, footwork, explosive stuff to kind of really, you know? And rugby, is there um is there like a Deion Sanders, like a guy who brings like uh, a little bit more flair to the game? Is that a thing or is that kind of uh, not like, is that not in the game? Um, for Union, like I know that if you follow Union rugby and you like watch a lot of like, you know, the like the big guys, the top dogs, like names like Sonny Bill Williams his like he's like one of those finesse players like okay. you're talking about. He's a guy that's like just a freak of nature size wise. Right, and um, he plays inside center, so he's a contact position. He's actually a pro boxer in New Zealand as well, <laughs> so he's one of those guys that he can he can box and like you don't want to fight him in the game. Yeah, 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 he'll knock you out. Is there fighting in rugby? Oh, all the time, but it's it's like hockey or 
It's uh, it's more so, like a pushy, like a shoving contest. It's one of those things where, see, I don't know the camaraderie for hockey as much. Like, okay. I don't know how cool the guys are, like after and stuff. But for rugby, like, I've been in those same scuffles. You know what I mean? Where it's like you, you hate a guy. You punch him. You 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 want. You try to like like end his life right. in a fight. But then you're cool after. Like this is kind of <laughs> a, on the yeah, field. this is a fast forward. But like a couple years ago, we had an exhibition game against Oakville, and um, so they had a couple of their good guys out. And like at this point in time, like I'm kind of really prime in my prime time for okay. where I am for rugby and stuff like that now. So like I remember having an exhibition game, and like I just felt like I was destroying these guys okay. personally. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm not trying to toot a horn, but it just felt like a good game. Yeah, yeah. And um. At one point, like, I was running into contact with a couple of guys, and I'm laughing, like, because I'm still going, and I'm not yeah. getting taken down, so I'm getting really cocky at this point. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, one of their old guys playing in the game, like, their old boys, probably, like, 40-plus, like, tries to fish hook me. What's fish hooking? So a fish hook is basically um, when you take your... Well, okay. somebody, like a fish hook fish gotcha, hook. Like gotcha, if somebody okay. takes two fingers and, yeah. like, puts it in your mouth and tries to drag you yeah, through, yeah, the yeah. Side, through the side of your mouth kind of thing. So he tried to fish hook me. And, like, while I was, like, tied up, and I, so I bit the shit out of this guy. <laughs> I had no shame to bite yeah, the yeah. shit out of him. And then he just starts wailing, starts throwing punches, huge brawl. I'm just, like, tucked in, yeah. holding the ball, just protecting the ball at this point, kind of still laughing because I'm like, these punches don't hurt. You're in a yeah. game, it's adrenaline, right? Yeah, yeah. So then, like, <laughs> everything clears eventually, and, like, the ref's just, like, losing it on this guy. It's like, yo, like, what the hell? Like, why are you fighting? Yeah, yeah. And then Buddy's just like... He fucking bit me. <laughs> and then, like, ref's like, are you serious? And, like, shows him the bite marks. And he's like, did you bite him? I'm like, he stuck his fingers on my mouth. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Up. So that we both got ejected from the game. And, like, I think it was great because we're both walking off the field. And, like, everyone on the sideline thinks we're about to just right, right. go nuts on each other. Yeah. And then game finishes. Who's the first person to greet me with a beer at the bar? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You right? know what I mean? So it's like it was dope. And like, it's like we, a quick, like, you good, bro? Yeah, I'm yeah, good, Yeah, and then, bro. like, out of all, like, the players that were there that day, we probably stayed at the bar, like, close to the latest out of everyone. Just Jeez. talking about yeah. life. I found out the man had two kids at the game. Like, he fought in front of his two daughters and his wife there. Like, you <laughs> he, know had to rap, he had to rap. He had to rap. That's why. Yeah, it was, it was pretty dope. Like, it's, it's good, though, because, like, you know, you have that respect. And, like, even, even like, this year playing them, like, in the playoffs. And he was there, but, like, he wasn't, like, a first-team player or anything yeah. like that. So just, like, being able to have that kind of shit talk at the yeah. bar. It's like, hey, buddy, where were you? I was missing yeah. your fingers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, little things like that. Could use a little snack. All right. Let's get back to your career because I, I, I want to know more about your collegiate time and your time with Humber and um, your accolades there. So let's get back into Humber. So cool. you get there first year, you're playing with your brother, things are going well. Yeah. Rookie of the year, take us into year two. Year two, uh, we, we won championship again. Um, I got an OCAA All-Star Award that year. Okay. Uh, we, had a, we had a good team. My brother was playing still at the same time, but he was coming off of an injury. So um, for him, I know that it was a tough year, but it was dope because he actually came into the championship game and scored like one of our winning tries nice Ooh, i'm still actually mad at because i was right beside him he had a bum leg and i was right beside him running and like buddy <laughs> buddy was just like i was about to take the pass and like i don't know if he missed me and hit my brother yeah or if i was outside my brother and i like called for i called for the ball regardless because it was like either it was gonna come to me and i was gonna go in and try to like make the run or like my brother was there and like he just truckered in for the score and obviously he was like the guy that was at the school for so much longer right. so like the crowd was going nuts and stuff like that, that and I was just so like funny. I'll give you that one that's a brother <laughs> thing though yeah it, if that was any other guy you wouldn't even remember it right yeah, now yeah it's true that's hilarious I love it though me and my brother are very uh, very very competitive yeah and 
when you listen to the podcast more, we have our own show where we're basically just being competitive with each other. Oh, actually? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. Oh, but, and we're grown-ass men, too. Mm-hmm. But, we, you know, it, it never dies. It down. never dies. No, no. All right. Okay, so awesome. So how long did you play for, with your brother? Uh, just those two years. Okay. So my first two years. Oh, so it's very special, though. You know, So you guys that's won cool. championships together, too? Which two is, of them, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, All right, so take me to year three. So year three was that year that I transitioned positions and stuff like that to kind of play in and the And you lost the team the championship in the finals. <laughs> I didn't allegedly, lose the game. Allegedly. You know what? You know what? Actually, you know what? I'm gonna put my boy on blast right now because <laughs> because he's getting all this praise because now he's a little bodybuilder, Mike Mudo. Yep, I hope. Mike Mudo shots you guys, fired. You, you guys can all go follow my boy Mike Mudo. He's a uh, he's actually a great great um great person when it comes to fitness and and diet nutrition like all that stuff but rugby he was just one of those like hard-headed like kill shot guys truck stick he's a back yeah he was a back but he should have played forward because he was the guy that like when he got the ball in his hands it could be three on one and he's gonna run you over no supposed to pass the ball just a bulldog yeah but he was fast like he was fast strong like just a monster but like the game of rugby he didn't have it as well as you know he could have, you know what I mean? But he was a freak of an athlete. So it's funny because he actually played 13 after that when I went to play hooker. Oh, okay. And, like, I remember distinctively a couple times that game, he was going for the kill shot. So instead of, like, playing soft on your defender if he made the pass, he would finish it. So it's like if, if I had you lined up and I'm running at you, like, not even full speed, but I'm running at you and then, like, you go to make the pass immediately. I know that it's like okay. Let me go try to make the tackle because if I make the tackle, at least I can save the play. Right. Right. And I don't have the, as much pressure on my other guys. But there'd be like a couple times blatantly where like Buddy makes the pass and he's within meters, and instead of just using his speed and and you know going and catching that other guy, he just finishes to make sure that the guy that passed the ball <laughs> felt it. You know what yeah. I mean? So. He just he he wanted to put him on blast. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. I had to put I had to put Muda on blast for that one just because you know at the end of the day he was solid but freaking guy that was probably a <laughs> score or two from one of those and we lost the game by four points so jeez yeah all right okay so okay so that's kind of like the dark year right like that's the year yeah, you don't that was that was the year that like for Humber aside from maybe right now which I'm not even going to discuss that because that's just its own situation for Humber on its own but um, that was like the darkest of years since our first year okay because everything else was progression coming up but then everyone was kind of like you guys won back to back championships like how did you guys lose you yeah know what I mean and we had a solid team like our team wasn't bad but I gotta imagine if you're back to back champs everyone's gunning for you oh, like there's no sure. easy games like yeah. everyone's trying really hard because you guys are the best yeah yeah okay and then um, so I actually took out, like, as soon as I lo- we lost that game, because the good thing about rugby was it was one of those fall sports where it would end in November. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people still clown me. Like, a lot of my buddies, like, from school are like, yo, like, why don't you ever graduate? Like, you were there for six seasons. And yeah. I'm like, well, technically, I got two diplomas, so... All you guys can kiss my ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's for all my haters out there, yeah. all y'all can kiss my ass. Yeah, there you go. Right? But um, I actually took off, like, a year and a half after that. So, like, I took off the winter semester, mm-hmm. the next year itself, and then went back the following year, like, September. So it almost looked like it was just a year off kind yeah. of thing. But uh, it was actually, like, a year and a half. So just so I could play and finish my actual first diploma okay. in my fourth year, or fourth season fourth, of rugby gotcha, gotcha, kind yeah. of thing, right? So um, that fourth year was good. Um, met a couple of my closest buddies now that fourth year, like, playing and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, like, we had a solid championship, like, that year. That was a really good year for us. Okay. You know what I mean? And then, uh, 
that was kind of I feel like that was like my tackling year that was like the year where like me and like this other guy I want to say his name Zach Cuff who's like an assassin like this guy is like grew up in like the country and yeah. like prior to coming to school I think he was like and sorry if I undertone this Zach my yeah. bad but I think he was like 51 or 53 and 1 in like scheduled like street fights <laughs> okay. like just the he was just like country bully. like country strong oh yeah and then like i had my other buddy curtis balance who like i met my first year of uh he was actually the first person i ever met at humber sat down beside him yeah. and then like i looked at him i'm like yo like you look familiar right and i was talking rugby with him for a second and he's like oh okay cool he's like yeah i might come out to tryouts i'm like all right cool i was like yeah you should come yeah and then like we were the first two people down there at tryouts buddy puts his jersey on and i was like no like, he was, like, the guy for Arendelle, like, one of the competitive schools, that was just nuts. He was, like, this short, stocky, jacked guy that was, like, he, he was the only guy on their team that wore a sleeveless jersey. Okay. Just because he was, like, super jacked and was just, like, a monster. And when he put his jersey on, I was, like, no. I was, like, are you joking? It all registered. It all registered. And I was, like, this guy. So, it's funny because he was still there. Um, he actually played throughout the years that I was away as well. But um, he was still there. And, like, between me, the assassin yeah, zach, zach, and, zach uh, the assassin yeah. zach the assassin and uh crazy curtis like we probably ended up making like 75 to 80 percent of all the tackles wow. every game wow like, it was nuts because we were playing back row as well yeah. like the the same positions i was telling you about before in the right. previous podcast so that was a that was a good year for us we were i didn't we weren't even expected to win that year because really? we actually lost our first season game to uh seneca who was killing everybody okay and then in the finals so we just pumped them yeah yeah like i think it was like 43 13 or something i think like every that. team kind of goes into if you already have one win on that team yeah. they already go in with an edge going into it so yeah yeah all right so okay so that brings that's the end of season that's, four that's season four okay now season five was like it's just, sorry season four three championships and season, four seasons sorry that's Three championships in four seasons. Yes. Okay, right on. Okay, yes, yes, season yes. five. Now, season five was pretty dope. Season five was that year I described in the first podcast where we blew every team up by 100 points. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I came back and um, a couple other guys came back that were like, okay, like, we have these guys. Like, yeah, yeah. We should be solid to, like, go to the finals again. But then all of a sudden, it's like our coaches changed. So, we got um, this guy, Fabian Rain good buddy of mine to this day um well it's not even like it was that long ago yeah. really, but uh he was like uh he was always integrated in the ontario system he actually oh, yeah. played uh, football for the argos and oh, cool. he played uh some rugby sevens or i think it was sevens or 15s for canada okay but um he was basically instilled in the rugby ontario program for the juniors so a lot of the guys he used to kind of coach or work with um athlete wise would all want to come to Humber. Okay. Right? Just to play for him. Right, right, right. So, like, that year, we ended up getting, like I was saying, this one guy, Eric Garnum, who played for Canada Juniors. Mm -hmm. um, these two Ontario players, um, this guy, Jack Smith, who ended up playing some Canada. He was my rookie, a.k.a. my bitch. Okay. All the hazing went to him. Perfect. Uh, and then this other guy. Um, <laughs> fuck. Wow. Wow. I just, uh, Mitchell. Mitchell. Wow, Mitch. <laughs> J. Mitch. J. Mitch. Figured it out? Yeah. All right, good. All right. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking Stephen Mitchell. I thought of this guy named Bubba for a minute, but it's not. It's J. Mitch. Okay. And, um, yeah, so, like, these guys were just superstars. You know what I mean? Like, we, it's just the game slowed down. Like, every position on the field was nasty. Our, our bench, like, our 16, like, player 16 yeah. through people that didn't dress could have basically won half of our games. Wow. 
Yeah, like it was nasty. Okay, so you guys were just monsters in that season. Monsters. Like the okay. first game we went up against Seneca, or sorry, uh, Sheridan, which was their first year of rugby. Oh, jeez. And it was the, a home game, and we didn't expect it. We didn't expect it to be what it was, but we won 104 nothing. Wow. And the scariest part was, like, I was captain that year. That was my, um, so the year I came back, fourth season, um, was my first year of captaincy. Okay. And, um... So I was captain that year, and, like, we are beating them up. Like, I think it was, like, maybe 65 nothing at half. Okay. To the point where, like, in Union, what happens is if you score, you're supposed to kick the ball to the other team. Okay. Right? Where, sorry, um, I totally screwed that up. If In Union, if you score, they have to kick the ball back to you. After you score. Yeah. So okay. with Union, that's how it goes. You get like, the ball right back. You get the ball back. Oh, but the okay. thing is, like, remember, like, the kicks and the kickoffs and stuff like that are all competitive. So you can choose to kick it down the field where you're probably going to pin them deep, but you're not going to be having the chance to kind of get the ball. Right. Or you can just try to get it 10 yards under a high ball where you can compete for the compete for the ball. So it was um, to the point where in the second half, the ref, ref kind of came to me and the other captain and it was just like, like, do you mind if you guys just kick to them? Yeah. And we're just like, sure. Yeah. But what they really didn't know is that, like, we love kickoffs because <laughs> yeah. that's kill shot central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, literally, I think, like, we just kept scoring. And, like, within, like, the three, the first three or four kickoffs, it was either a guy on their team, like, got killed or we stole the ball in the air and then just scored again. Like, it was ridiculous. And, like, I think the biggest highlight of that year was, or for me at least personally, was when we were, I think we were up... 90 whatever the math is 97 uh-huh. 97 nothing and like end of the game like this is probably like right before the last play like we got the ball and I had like a two on one and I like faked buddy faked the pass and then just kind of got selfish and yeah. took the try in for myself but then like I dove to like and as, as I dove for the score I threw up the one for 100 oh, no. and the camera guy got it oh wicked so money okay Make sure you do you have that photo? I have the photo. Okay, you send that to me. We're gonna put that in the feed because that'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay. So Murders Row, you guys are just killing everybody. Take the championship easily? Uh I think that year we had a crossover with um who did we play? Oh yeah, we still won the championship easily. Yeah. We played Trent. Trent. So they were a university that came down to the OCAA at the okay. time. So yeah, we we beat them up pretty handily. I think it was actually it wasn't that great of a game. I think we only beat them like thirty five or thirty eight, thirteen, which okay. to us was shit. Yeah, yeah. After blowing out everybody, Consider that you scored hundred points on everybody. Exactly. Else. But we also never saw that team in our season just right. because of the way that the league was broken off. Okay. So um, so after you after you win the the. Um, the league is there any other option for you guys to do like is there any attorneys or anything that you guys can join well we always try because of being so dominant in the ocaa like for people that don't know the ocaa it's the ontario college athletic association so that's basically all the colleges so that's like humber sheridan mohawk right, right. seneca like all those colleges like all the George faraway Brown. ones yeah exactly right where um you're not playing in the OUA, which OUA is where you have McMaster, Western, Queens, right, right. like Guelph, like a lot of those like powerhouse schools. So we were always kind of just like, we want to play up here. This is why we're doing this. Right, we're right. killing teams by 100 points to prove we should be playing in the other league. Right. Right. But I don't know if it was a funding issue or what it was, but if Trent was able to go down, we would assume we would be able to go up. Right. Right. But obviously the competition is a little bit hard in the OUA just because of the fact that 
you have people that are taking courses for four years Mm -hmm. as opposed to college where your program's usually about two years. You know what I mean? So you filter in and out a little bit. You have a younger team, which is about like maybe, you know, 18 to 21. While like, you know, the OUA, they have some 24, 25 year olds playing. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So that was kind of like the difference. But we got a couple of exhibition games against like Guelph and Brock. And like the first time we played Brock, like we played their seconds team. But we pumped them like fifty nothing. Right. So it's like, where was your first team? Like, right, this is what right, we yeah. wanted to play. Because yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing is, is like a lot of the guys that are the stars for the OUA teams are guys that like I and like other players on my team at the time were playing in competition through club. Right. right, right. So it's like we weren't looking at these guys like, oh my god, like we're shaking in our boots. We're looking at them like, yo, like we fuck you up on a yeah, regular yeah, day yeah, yeah. on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come get fucked up now. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah, were yeah. like heads high, eagles flying. Like <laughs> you know what I mean. So. That was just that was a dope thing. We always wanted to, but even um, we played Guelph's team. We beat Guelph, and this is when like Guelph wasn't as strong as they are right now. Yeah. But nonetheless, they were still competing, and they were on the upper echelon of the OUA league. And you keep follow. You still follow all the collegiate rugby? Uh, well, not really right now. Like I would obviously as a Humber athlete and stuff like that, and like an ex Humber hawk, like go and like support. Like I, I got Humber tatted on me. Like nice. I'm, I'm Humber to the. Like the the hawks, I'm hawks till I die kind of thing, but um, there was an unfortunate mishap that I can't get into okay. details that happened with the Humber rugby team this year, so they had to forfeit their season. So um, I don't know if they're even gonna have a season next year wow. or if it's the year after. But I would always try to watch the home games. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just because my uh, the same guy that was captain that scared the shit out of me. Yeah, ended up being one of our coaches like the year after and onwards okay. for, the, for the men's team with the Fabian that I named before. Right. So it's actually cool. And like I might actually go watch a couple of the girls' games. Yeah, just because my brother. Happens to be the head coach now. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Funny so, how that works out. Exactly. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's just like you do good in the system over there, and then yeah. there's a job for you somewhere. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Okay, so five years. That's it, right? Five, six seasons. Six seasons, five championships. Okay, so season six. Season six, the last championship was actually probably the most sentimental one for me. Okay. Just because. No, knowing it was your last. Uh, knowing it was my last was beside the fact I was kind of already over like the school side of okay. it like obviously rugby is big and I knew that competition wise I was playing better competition regardless but it was hard because we had a great team but like my that was like I was probably in the best shape of my life right. at that time right and um, I remember like first game of the season we went up against who was it um over in Waterloo, the school over there. What's it called again? The college in yeah. Waterloo? Oh, my gosh. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So the school over there or whatever, I remember they had, like, that year, they brought in a bunch of guys that played for the Waterloo County Club. Okay. So some solid players that, like, I play against now for high-level competition. And, um, oh, we were, we were having a great game. Like, it was it was a heated game. We knew that this was going to be our hardest game of the season kind yeah. of thing. And then fucking Buddy came with a cheap shot in a ruck and, like, blindsided me and, like, tore my meniscus. Oh, shit. So, like, that was, like, like that was the first game of the season. And this is, like, I, I was literally at, like, my prime. Like, I was literally out to destroy everybody right, right. that year kind of thing. So then it was tough because tearing partial tear in the meniscus, I was ruled out for the season, ruled out for all this. But it's, like, one of those, like, weird stories where it actually like I was like you know what I'm gonna I gotta get back so Mm -hmm. I was actually doing two a days of therapy 
Yeah. So I was I was going to I was still showing up at practice to try to like help from a coaching standpoint. Yeah. Going to therapy every day twice, but I wasn't able to actually work out. Okay. So, but I was still eating the same way. So I actually went from like two fifteen. Yeah. To two forty. <laughs> over the course, I kid you not, over the course of like the first week of September to mid November. Oh my goodness! That yeah. can't be good for your. Heart. It was not good at all. No, but like it was just—I was just kind of. That's how I was, yeah, I was yeah. eating, right? Because I'm—I'm just naturally active. My thing is, is I like to always kind of just stay going. And yeah, like, yeah. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm a firm believer in I'm gonna eat what the fuck I feel like, and I'll work it off however I do because I enjoy fitness. I, enjoy I love it. the first part of that, not so good in the second part of that. But yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. Though I totally no, agree for sure, right? Yeah. So I was kind of just like determined from that angle, and like. I tried to kind of get a couple runs going, like, you know, by, like, the last... I told myself, I told the team, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be back for the last season game. And I wasn't. And then first playoff game, but I wasn't. Second playoff game, I was like... I, I, I knew I wasn't there, right? But then, like, we had some other injuries come up. And for the championship now, I saw the lineup, and not to hate on the lineup at all, but... I was I saw some shit and I was just like yo I can I like me as an injured guy yeah. I rather put myself on this lineup for the championship as number twenty two at the time yeah, yeah. rather than to have this guy not to disrespect him at all but from a leadership standpoint and that's exactly what it was like I was literally on the sideline just trying to get the guys going I honestly had tape as a cast <laughs> like I don't know if I've ever put that much tape on my body right, ever. Right. And I came in, like, last 20 minutes, and it was a very emotional time just because I've been waiting all season for this. Right. Yeah, and, right. like, the team was always back, like, always back me. I was always kind of, like, the pops of the team by yeah, now yeah. because of so many seasons and stuff. And, like, I got literally, like, a chant, like, from the <laughs> sideline. Like, yes, like, a yes. chant, like, a huge fucking chant to come on the field. And, like, I seen, like, I came in a hooker. And, like, buddy that was playing hooker was kind of just like, oh, what's the hype on this guy? Like, yeah. fuck this guy. But there was one guy, like, their best player was a flanker. And I've seen this guy in league. He plays for Peterborough. And, like, buddy was just talking beer shit, and I'm just, like, smirking at him. And then buddy's just like, yo, shut up and do your job to him. Yeah, kind yeah, of thing, yeah. right? So then, whatever. Like, we won that scrum. Um, we turned over the ball at one point. They had, like, a overlap of, like, four on two. They are running right at me. And I'm like, fuck. I was just trying to be there for, like, support. Yeah, yeah. So then, like, I'm just like, all right, let me just commit to this guy. This guy probably tried to think I was going to go the other way and tried to dummy me, and I just folded him in half. So <laughs> yes, everyone went yes. nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was one of those things where everyone went nuts. It was kind of a – it was a tight game at the time, too. Like, if they scored, I think they could have won the game if they converted their kick. Right. So it was very tight, and – um. I remember that hit was a big deal because I was like, fuck, like, I haven't made a hit in, like, months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And, like, Almost like you're, you're dying for Yeah, that. and yeah, the yeah. guys were all kind of like, you could really see by this point the guys were depleted. So it was kind of like a little bit of a boost, a boost you yeah. know what I mean? And then, like, I think we actually took the ball and scored a securing try to make sure that it was, like... Out of reach. Yeah, somebody, somebody, one of our studs went and just did something magical. And then I just remember, like, the end of the game, the whistle blowing, it was just, like... Felt good. Level. Yeah. Completed. I was like five championships. Yeah. This is fucking amazing. So but heavy. I was two forty, bro. I was <laughs> fuck. I was I, someone well. walks around as two forty. It's not that bad. <laughs> okay. It's all so, than I am now. Yeah. I guess that's my one saving grace. Um okay, so talk about that because you were telling me before like that's never been done. Which uh five championships? Yeah. Uh yeah, luckily. I mean I was I mean, I'm sure that there were for other sports. Yeah. Like, I think volleyball always had a dominant team for women's. Right. Um, soccer's been 
I guess soccer's pretty on and off, but, like, the guys don't really stay there too long. Mm-hmm. Um, there might have been one or two other guys on my team that might have. I think um, the same guy, Curtis, might have as well. Maybe. Because I think he played five seasons. But Actually, I think he played five seasons, but he lost the one with me. So okay. I think he has four. So, realistically, I think I might be the only rugby player with five. Nice. Yeah, so that was that's kind of like my... And right now, especially with what's going on with Humber, them not having a season, it's like nobody's really competing yeah, with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're, that might be good for a little while. That might be good for a while. Because there was another guy, this uh, this guy, play, he plays on my club team now, Rice. We call him Rice. He's a ginger. Okay. So, all right. Um, but yeah, like he Wait, was... But he's a ginger and you call him Rice? His last name is Rice. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. But okay. we just call him the big ginger. Okay. Right? And uh, he was he was coming close. Yeah. Because he, I don't know what, he just kept changing programs. Like everyone was <laughs> so caught up on me because I was the louder guy kind of yeah. walking around school, but... He was the guy that I think he played like seven seasons or something like Jeez. that. And like he was going on to be there for another eight or some <laughs> shit like that. Like, but uh, yeah, I think he got like four, two. So okay. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about this bling that you're rocking because it, it, it's sexy. And you might be able to hear it on the podcast right now, <laughs> clinking against the table. But go on, tell me. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. So tell me about this. Ah, uh, so this is the ring we got for our first year, first year championship. Right on. So um, basically, what they did was they gave us like I forgot what the material is called, lunchroom. Okay. Or whatever it is, what they would give you for like the Jocelyn rings kind of thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it was like they would they gave us those for free, yeah. or you could pay three hundred bucks to get the upgrade, okay. which is like a nine hundred dollar ring for three hundred bucks. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I paid the three bills for this one, which is a white gold. And then um, this one was, if you repeated a championship, then you got the second year gold for free. Nice. Right? So another $900 ring for free. Okay. Or um, if it was your first year, then you had to pay the upgrade or whatever, the three. And then, um, funny enough, fourth... Third, fourth, and fifth championships, uh-huh. they cut our ring budget because we just kept winning. Yeah. Right? So they're like, it's too much. But at the same time, um, that's, this is when we kind of started our sevens program. Okay. So we had a sevens program where we would go out and bring a team to BC. Okay. And we were the only um, college team in that university tournament. So it'd be like maybe 12 to 15 university teams, including us. Yeah. And um, just playing in a tournament. And like first year, we got pumped and stuff like that. But that's besides the fact. So they, they started bringing us out there. We're staying at this beautiful hotel, all paid. For yeah, yeah. like pretty dope experience and stuff like that. And then we went down to Vegas for a, a couple tournaments and stuff like that too. So it was, right. it was pretty dope experience. Not the same as a ring, but I guess not the same as a ring, right? Because yeah. you got to think about it. If you don't play sevens, you don't get the experience. Right, it's true. Yeah. Right, so it's kind of beneficial for us that would double up. Yeah. And then uh, the last one here is my fifth championship. Or sorry, the five year ring. Okay. So they actually gave this not necessarily to winning five championships, but if you played five years of varsity at Humber. Okay. Yeah, so there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a few people with this ring. Yeah. yeah but that's okay. special, though, you know. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah. That's why it's on my pinky. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it out there, right? Exactly. I like it. Yeah. All right. Now, okay, how often are you wearing these? You're not wearing these every day. No. Yeah. Um, I wore them today just because I knew we were doing yeah, rugby yeah, talk sure. and stuff yeah. like that. Um, depends. Like, to be honest, because of one being white gold and the other ones being gold, I don't wear much gold. Right. Right? So if I'm going somewhere where it's, like, you know, formal or whatever, then right. I'll put them on. But... 
like the white gold one I'll wear a little bit more because I wear more silver yeah, so. yeah, yeah. but the other ones they kind of just chill you know yeah, what I mean? unless I, I really feel like being an asshole yeah oh I, I know the feeling yeah. see I have some of those too unfortunately they're all replicas of, of uh, other great ones <laughs> some of them are up there and yeah. then I've got a, a Sidney Crosby replica up there but it's ridiculous but hey man you earned those I bought mine that's all good bro alright man listen we're gonna cut this sucker off this was a little bit of a longer one but I appreciate that's the story of Jason we didn't even get into the DJ and stuff or anything like that that's we're gonna have to keep them wanting more I think it's only fair <laughs> alright brother we're gonna tie this sucker off thank you again so much for sharing your story yeah, man, appreciate it's very it. impressive and very inspiring too with like you know just the uh, almost like a, a legacy of winning which is very impressive so yeah. thank you for that um, I guess this is episode 2 of Rugby for Dummies Mr. Jason Chuck, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, buddy. All right, you want to th- throw your uh, Twitter, your if you have Twitter or whatever else you want to throw out, any social media uh, links? It's all the same. Uh, at I love DJJC. That's the personal account where you can follow all that rugby nonsense for upcoming year where I'm going to trash talk all the teams we're about to demolish this season. Perfect. Good, good, good. <laughs> all right, for the Not For 30 podcast, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon.